Hey, and welcome to New Money, a podcast about the rapidly changing landscape of financial technology. Each episode is a short-form discussion about a new investing opportunity or product made available to everyday people like you. Products like Betterment, Wealthfront, Acorns, and even Bitcoin. You've seen these names before, maybe even on a podcast. Well, now you can tune in to New Money to get a quick understanding of whether or not these products are right for you. You can tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search New Money. Before we start the show, I have a quick financial disclaimer. David Sherry and Mike Albert are the founding partners of the New Money podcast. At the time of this recording, we may or may not own financial interests in the companies or applications which appear on the show. All opinions expressed by this podcast participants are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinions of David the Brand LLC and the Mike Albert Co., This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment. We have not considered your specific financial situation nor provided any investment advice in this show. Yo, what's going on, Mike? Hey, nice to see you again, man. Nice to see you. Exciting exciting stuff going on uh, with Apple entering the market. I mean, I think it's a pretty big big shakeup to the whole scene. I'm not sure if we're going to even be able to get to everything that, that Apple is potentially going to get to. Granted, I think some of it is going to be speculative, but I'm definitely looking forward to to diving into that. Any yeah, any thoughts? I'm an, Apple, <laughs> I'm an Apple fanboy, so anything they put out, I'm I'm super interested in. So I think we got a lot of good stuff for today's episode. Sure. So let me start by just setting a little bit of the context of today. You know, today we're going to be discussing Apple's credit card, and they just released it. Uh, I believe two days ago, it is March 27th, that would have been March 25th, uh, 2019. And Apple, since the iPhone, which is basically the most profitable product of all time, it's just an incredibly uh, productive asset in the Apple arsenal of products. They're looking for ways to grow their services offerings. And they've been talking for a really long time about getting into the services market. This is sort of how they're appeasing uh, the people on Wall Street about the future of Apple. It's, it's not just hardware, it's services. And Apple is in a great spot with that because they really own two key characteristics. The first is trust. And the second is trust that the design and the quality of the product is going to be really high. And, and that's going to be something I'm going to come back to here in a little bit. But the other area I want to explore for a second to set the scene here before we get into the Apple card, what it's about and what it does, is that Apple Pay is a silent sort of sleeping potential giant that has just been growing a lot in the background. I think people don't understand or maybe they underestimate the more and more uh, merchants that accept Apple Pay, the more and more points of sale that accept Apple Pay. I saw uh, Japan's major public transportation systems started taking uh, Apple Pay. The more friction Apple's removing from the process of payments, I, I think it just bodes really well for where Apple's headed in the future of being this, this service provider for their customers that's trusted, that provides a good experience. Um, so I think you know, my, my take initially before we get to the card is that Apple Pay very much could be the future. I think Apple's brand is very much positioned to be a place where you hold your money because they're trusted and because they know that they're going to remove that friction, like how they're doing with Apple Pay. Um, and I don't want to get into too much more, I guess, before you give us the breakdown, but I, I think it helps to understand that Apple is trying to move into services. 
They have a brand that's going to allow them to uh, slowly and then all of a sudden be a bank uh, or be a, a payment service provider. So give us the breakdown. What's, what is this Apple card and, and what are the features and what are they, what's the information that we know now about it? Yeah. So right now, uh, if you go to Apple's site, uh, they're saying this is coming this summer. So that's as much as we know about when it's launching. You can actually sign up to be notified uh, when you can actually get the ball rolling. So if you want to go to their site um, and get subscribed to that, um, there's so many features with this thing. Uh, their claim is that it's the smartest credit card uh, that's ever been. So I bucket the the category or the the core features into three main buckets. Um, Integration features is what I'm calling it. So these are features that derive from it being linked to your iPhone and the apps kind of already already there. Uh, actual card features, so the physical card, the free structure, um, and so forth. And then the last one um, I'm calling rewards. So you know why why are they how are they incentivizing you to use this? So to kind of get into the details of the integration features, um, like you said, integrated into Apple Pay. Uh, which means you can approve transactions uh, with your face ID or touch ID. So uh, really no need for a physical card at that point. Um, your, your face and your, and your thumbprint are the, are the approvals there, which is, is pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Um, they have a pretty intuitive uh, spending summary, which kind of breaks down your spending uh, in a ways that you probably already think about it. So they break it into timeframes, either, you know, spending by week, spending by month, uh, how much are you spending on Saturday versus how much are you spending on Monday? Uh, and they actually break it down into categories as well. So almost like in a, a personal accounting system. So they'll show you what are you spending on food and drinks? What are you spending on, on entertainment? Um, they also integrate into the maps functionality, which will show you where you've made purchases. So I'm not sure how that's going to be super useful, but you know, it's a feature that they're touting. Um, they also have kind of a uh, really intuitive payment advisor. So, you know, with any credit card, you need to make payments to, to pay down your, uh, your liability there. So they kind of have a dial that allows you to, if you think of like the old circle iPod, the original iPod, you can kind of dial up how much you'd like to pay and it's going to show you how that's going to impact the interest rates uh, that you'll pay. So a uh, really easy way to kind of get a handle on, you know, how much interest am I going to pay if I pay a little bit more or how much am I going to pay if I pay a little bit less? Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, they integrate payment reminders right into your phone. So that's a piece that, you know, if you have a credit card, you've probably at some point forgotten to make your payment and, you know, it being disconnected with, you know, your normal um, communication device. It's a, it's an opportunity for Apple to kind of own that and, help you make fewer mistakes financially. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then the last piece is the real-time fraud protection. You know, your main messaging device is already your phone. So um, it's great that it's, you know, integrated into your phone so that, you know, if there's weird spending behavior, um, they'll identify that right away and send you a message and kind of ask if it was you. Um, so those are the integrated um, features. As far as the actual card, um, it's a card issued by Goldman and Sachs. It's a MasterCard, um, and they say no fees. So no fees for anything. So again, we've talked about this many times. Anytime we can, uh, as consumers, get um, fees taken away, it's always going to be a positive. So it's good to see Apple go this route. Um, 
the bad news is the interest rates, you know, there's still a credit card. They're still, um, they're still pretty, in my opinion, sharky, you know, 13.24% uh, to 24.24% is the, is the range that they're, they're advertising at this point, And that's based on your credit worthiness. So there's still a credit card. You're still going to pay interest. It's still not great rates. Um, but, uh, that's that. Uh, so it's positioned as a, an iPhone first card. So no physical card needed, but for places that require a card, there is a pretty beautifully designed as you would expect from Apple titanium laser etched card. And it's got a ton of security and privacy features built into that. I'm not going to get into all the details of that, but it's uh, basically the most secure way to transact. Um, there's no card number, can't be stolen. Um, lots of good features there. Um, and then the last kind of set of uh, features I'd like to get into is the rewards. So, you know, why, why use this card? Um, Apple's using a uh, term called daily cash, and it's basically cash back for any purchases that you spend. Um, they give you 3% back on everything you buy from Apple, 2% back every time you use something that, uh, anytime you buy from a vendor that uses Apple Pay, and then 1% um, for everything that doesn't accept Apple Pay. Um, and it's called daily cash because you don't have to wait an entire month to get your points back or your rewards back. Apple gives it to you, you know, kind of real time um, within 24 hours. So I thought that was a pretty cool feature. Um, what do you think about this, David? Yeah, so the, the Apple fanboys, I think, have this impression, and, and we saw this a little bit on Twitter. There's kind of this, this paradox a little bit of, of wow, what if Apple becomes a bank? And I think there's a lot of that narrative um, starting to bubble up a little bit, this, this huge potential. But then on the flip side, you look at what the offering is and it's pretty standard. Um, you know, aside from the beautiful card, which is a very Apple-like move, you know, kudos to them for making that beautiful, for simplifying it. Like you said, the rates on the credit card are pretty similar to what you get. The cashback is not that great. Um, so I think we're kind of in this, this interesting um, push and pull spot where on one hand this potential that Apple has and there's a bunch of categories I want to get into of the potential they'll have uh, but before that it's just this announcement to me was not that exciting in terms of what they've actually brought to market now or what they're going to bring to market in the summer but where that could take them I think that is is really interesting so it's it's sort of like the uh, you know the hype but then also the realization of like oh wait this is like basically the same you know, offering that I can get today. I think there's a few different reasons why this is potentially very interesting for Apple moving forward. The first one I kind of alluded to a little bit earlier around Apple Pay. I think that we still sort of underestimate how much friction there is in the payments process. If you think about buying something online, and I still do this daily, I'm typing in credit card numbers. I'm typing in the CV, uh, you know, number on the back. I'm trying to remember the uh, the zip code, but I can't remember which, you know, place I opened it. So I think there's a lot of friction to the payments process and Apple, because of their ethos and design, uh, standards and quality that they have, I think are aiming to really remove a lot of that friction. And I think in the future, just like with checks, how less and less we're seeing checks, it's like, why do I need this plastic card at all? Why do I need to carry this with me at all? Uh, which leads me to the next point, of Apple being your key, your passport for the world. So when you have your iPhone on you, it is how you 
get on an airplane. It's where your tickets are held. It's where your concert tickets are held. It's now where your uh, wallet and your cards are held. Um, it's how you access games. Like I, I think that Apple owning this wallet space and your iPhone essentially being the key to, to the world, I think is a really interesting prospect, um, especially as they sort of remove some of the friction. And it's really normal you know, for me to go to the airport today and just use my, uh, my ticket right there on my phone thanks to, to Apple storing that for me. So I think that is a really big opportunity because the more stuff you start storing on the Apple wallet, the more incentive you have to stay in the Apple ecosystem. And this, like Amazon Prime, is a really huge opportunity for them because when you're going to buy a service, when you're going to buy your next computer, when you're going to buy you know, something else that's available in the App Store, having your wallet right there uh, connected to your device is going to make it more frictionless for you to stay in the ecosystem. And Apple wants you to stay in their ecosystem. And so if you hold your money if you get a refund from something you bought through Apple and it sits now in your wallet, you're more likely to use that um, sort of like a gift card almost. Like you're holding on to this, uh, this piece of cash that you know you want to use in the future, but oh, hey, by the way, it's way easier and way less friction to just use it in the Apple ecosystem. So I think that's a really uh, big opportunity. Obviously, there's some smaller things like incentives to shop with Apple. You get a bigger cash back reward if you buy um, you know, in the future, and I think this is where other people get excited, I'm not so sure we're going to see this early on, but I can see it being a really key feature that is like just like a duh for everybody in maybe 10 years, which is peer-to-peer -peer payments. Um, the first place I think we'll see that is in gaming. They launched some stuff around the arcade and the idea of micropayments and microtransactions happening in a game. So, you're, you know, you're playing Angry Birds and you want to just make a quick purchase to to get a little hack or you want to, you know, pay someone else in the game. That's where we're going to start seeing this peer-to-peer -peer world evolve. Samsung, as we've talked about in some previous episodes, has already moved into the blockchain um, sort of crypto wallet uh, native into the phone. Apple will get there, I think, eventually. But I guess, hold your horses. I think it's going to be a long time frame. My prediction, I guess, for this episode is uh, 10 years from now, Apple is a major player in, uh, in this sort of market of wallet and, and credit cards, much bigger than we expect. Um, but I just don't think it's gonna be something that happens very quickly. And that's why we're seeing such a sort of subdued approach by them now. So uh, I guess with that, is there anything else you wanna comment on uh, related to the points I just brought up? Yeah, I think the, the biggest question mark in my head, uh, and it's really more of a conceptual thing, not really necessarily to deal with this specific product, but how will Apple enter this the sphere of blockchain? Will they ever adopt, you know, kind of a a native cryptocurrency app, or will they launch their own um, cryptocurrency? Um, and how that kind of dichotomy plays out, um, I think that's going to be for me the most interesting thing play out over the next ten years. Yeah, we'll see Facebook make a move first. You know, the reason why Facebook is making moves in the blockchain space is because they want to own, they want you to pool more and more of your money in this ecosystem. They want to be kind of that point of contact. I think Apple has the better brand trust. I think they have the better sort of user experience trust. And I guess one, one last note is it's, it has the face ID for the payment. I, I know that worries a lot of people. Um, and I think there's some stuff we're seeing in other countries around the world that makes that worrisome. Uh, but at the same time, I do think that Apple 
one of the biggest things they're trying to drive forward right now with their brand is that we are the trusted brand. We care about your privacy. They're doing constantly doing things that point to that being a really important aspect. And I think as it relates to banking, that's something I feel pretty good about. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I have a, a blockchain thesis around that now. I think they will be a later mover to that market uh, if they do, but I, I see them, I, yeah, I see them making momentum with pay specifically in the card by extension. So uh, yeah, it's just really, there's so much to dig in here. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't think we are either Apple experts, uh, but it's a really fascinating space to explore in this broader conversation about uh, financial technology. Um, and yeah, we'll be back with more episodes here soon. Right, yeah, see you later, David. Yeah, yeah, see you, man.